The following is a live broadcast of a Lone Star Community Radio program. Recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Connors FM 104.5, 106.1, and Facebook.com slash IRLoneStar. For more information on this show, please visit our show page at IRLoneStar.com slash shows. To sponsor or donate to this program, visit our donate page at IRLoneStar.com slash donate. Or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or give us a call at 936-666-1084. Lone Star Community Radio production and broadcast is possible by folks like you. So sponsor and donate today. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Extension Hour, Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service, all about our people, our programs, our partnerships. We do so many things in Extension, and you know, every time you listen to the Extension Hour, you may hear something just a little bit different, and actually today we're doing something a little bit different because we are bringing our guest in through Zoom, which is um, very exciting and um, a little, little uncomfortable. <laughs> it's a little different for me, but I am really excited that we're um, able to do this today because, you know, so in Extension, we do... I said lots of different things. Family and community health is the main area that I work in. I'm Amy Ressler, County Extension Agent, Family and Community Health. And um, mental health has become a big part of what we are doing um, in Extension. I mean, it's a, there's um, a lot of things that go into wellness and health. And so sometimes we think specifically about medical health and that kind of thing. But really... Um, health there's there's so many things that work into health and and um we had a guest not long ago that said you know last time i checked the brain was part of the body so it's part of um you know physical health as well so today we have cami hazim with us and cami is the area director for the american foundation for suicide prevention so cami why don't you say hello and introduce yourself hi thank you good morning it's um lots of radio before. I've never done a radio via Zoom. So I feel like 2020 is a year for first. So thank you so much for inviting us out. Um, like you said, my name is Kami Hazim and I serve as the area director for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Uh, our chapter here in the greater Houston area is the Southeast Texas chapter. And that covers everywhere from Houston proper all the way east to Beaumont. So we you know, we're just thankful that you're giving us a platform to share some important info for your listeners. Yeah, I'm glad you could be here and, you know, be here by Zoom, because like you said, this is an interesting year. Things are things are very different. Um, so one of the the way that Cami and I connected is through the um, Behavioral Health and Suicide Prevention Task Force of Montgomery County, which is um, a group of individuals that came together, you know, um, Justice of the Peace, Judge Mack was one of the ones who kind of helped initiate that to make it happen. But there are so many people that are involved in that um, task force. And there are several work groups that go along with the task force that are working on specific areas um, related to suicide prevention and behavioral health. And um, th those two are um, combined, but they... Um, 
there are also two different things that can be addressed. And so um, CAMI is part of that task force group. So just to mention, one of the things that we are working on is our Community Help Expo that's going to happen on November 12th. And that actually was scheduled to happen back in May, but we're doing, we, you know, obviously uh, things changed very rapidly uh, around March, April. So we weren't able to do it in May. We've rescheduled it for November 12th. And on November 12th, we'll do the, the plan right now is to have um, in-person opportunities as well as virtual opportunities. So we're, we're working through um, the details of that. We'll have several educational sessions that will happen, and one of them actually will be led by um, Cami or someone from the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Um, and then there will be several others. So be on the lookout for uh, more information about that. But Cami, tell us a little bit more about the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. What is it that you guys do? Sure. So AFSP was founded in 1987 by a group of researchers and doctors who were just really frustrated that there wasn't enough um, being done around the why suicide happens. So they got together, they formed AFSP. Um, now we've got chapters in all 50 states. And uh, our mission is to save lives and bring hope to those that are affected by suicide. And AFSP does that in four different ways. Um, so the, the first way is through research. So we are the largest private funder of suicide research in the country. Um, we also do this by community education. So for example, you know, us coming out to the November events with you all, just trying to uh, educate people. We've got a really great program called Talk Saves Lives. And the way I describe that to people is think of it like a CPR class. So we're gonna, you know, you're gonna walk in maybe not knowing what to do if someone's choking. Um, in this case, um, you know, you're going to walk in, we're going to teach you what the risk factors are, what the warning signs are, and then what you can do if someone that you love is showing these signs. Who do you call? So we do community education like that. Um, we also do advocacy. So AFSP advocates at the state level, you know, here in Texas, at the Capitol every two years, and then also at the federal level. Um, a really great thing that's happened this year is the passage of the 988 um, bill or the 988 phone number that's going to be coming out. So starting in 2022, um, instead of, you know, people in crisis calling that 1-800-273-TALK, they'll be able to just dial 988, which is wonderful. Um, and it even, you know, better kind of underscores that mental health is the same as physical health. Um, I heard someone actually at a task force meeting a while back talking about this, and uh, he said, you know, if your house was on fire, you know to call 911. And thankfully, starting in 2022, you know, if someone is having a crisis, they can call 988. Um, and then the fourth thing that AFSP does is we support lost survivors um, through different programming. So that's kind of a little bit about us. Yeah, so you guys... You have your work cut out for you. There's um, a lot to, to, to deal with. Um, so uh, you sent um, a report that came out today about um, how COVID-19 has reinforced a renewed call to make suicide prevention a national priority um, because of the prevalence of, of suicide and attempted suicide. Um, so 
talk a little bit more about how what the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention um, are, are you doing anything differently related to COVID nineteen? No, I would say the biggest thing that's changed for us is that you know we aren't able to be kind of boots on the ground in the community. Um, we've had to do our work virtually, you know. So instead of you know going into Chevron, for example, and providing education to employees about suicide prevention, we're going to have we have to do that via Zoom, um, just like everybody else, you know, having to make that transition. So I would say that's the biggest change and challenge for us is that we aren't able to have that face-to-face. Uh, I know that I did a Talk Saves Lives last year, or last week for a group in San Antonio, and um, it was probably 20 people, but I could only see the one person because they just had one computer. So that was a challenge because, you know, as we're doing this training, um, and, you know, anyone that's ever presented knows the value of that face-to-face, being able to see if someone has questions or they didn't quite understand what you're presenting. So I so that's been a difference for us. Yeah, that makes sense. And then, you know, just that the, the added pressure of and the isolation that people are experiencing with um, COVID-19 can potentially make some uh, situations a little bit worse. So maybe the crisis comes faster and people are feeling lonelier and not um, having that um, support system that they might have if they see people in person. Um, so one thing I would mention with um, at the Community Help Expo, one of the things that we're going to, our keynote speaker is going to be Kevin Hines, and um, he is um, one of the few survivors of jumping off of the Golden Gate Bridge, and he tells a story about how if someone had just, you know, he was on his way to the bridge, and um, if someone had just said something to him, um, he might have changed his mind, that he was kind of looking for that to happen. And so that's sort of similar to the premise of Talk Saves Lives. Yeah, that is. And, um, you know, we kind of reference something like that in the presentation. And something that I was hoping to get across to the people listening or watching today is, you know, we know that suicide is a health issue. And I think a lot of times people, um, you know, maybe don't consider it that way. You know, for some reason we've Kind of decided that the brain, you know, isn't part of the body, even though it is. It's just easy to kind of say, like, oh, well, um, you know, maybe it's not, or maybe, you know, for whatever reason. But we know, and we try to tell people that suicide is a health issue, um, and we should be looking at suicide the same way that we do cancer and diabetes and heart disease. And just like those, their risk factors for all those things that I just mentioned, they're risk factors for suicide. And if we can teach people what those are, we know that we can save lives. Um, we also know that suicide is preventable, you know, like, you know, just like diabetes, heart disease, you know, all the things that you do ensure that um, you don't have that are, you know, kind of similar, you know, for suicide. So um, taking care of your mental health is just a big part of that. Um, something else that we try to discourage people from saying is the word commit. So, you know, I know a lot of times in just my day to day or, you know, hearing someone's story, they'll say, you know, my husband committed suicide. Um, and we just try to remind everybody that, you know, let's think of, let's frame suicide in that health issue way. So we would never say someone committed a heart attack or they committed cancer, right. you know, they died by a heart attack. Um, so we encourage people to say that, you know, 
so-and-so died by suicide. Um, you know, we know that prevalence, you know, every 40 seconds around the world, someone dies by suicide. Um, and just think, I think I'm going to be talking to you um, for close to an hour. I mean, can you imagine how many people are going to lose their life? Uh, we also know here in Texas that every two hours a Texan dies by suicide. Um, that just kind of makes our work that more urgent and that more important. So one of the things you guys are doing to help address, I mean, you've got you've got things going on on a regular basis, but September is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. Um, National Suicide Prevention Month, and you guys have several um, activities going on in September. In fact, um, National Suicide Prevention Week is coming up. Um, so this show will air on September 4th. We'll, we'll be right before that um, week kicks off. And then um, there are several um, events that are happening that people can participate in via Zoom. <laughs> so you want to talk a little bit about those? Yeah, sure. So every Thursday... This month, I can't believe it's already September. I flipped over the calendar. Um, but every Thursday this month, we'll be doing a Talk Saves Lives. They're free. Anyone can attend. You just have to register on our website. Um, it's an hour long, so it will happen during the lunch hour, so from noon to one. And we've got several different modules that we'll be doing all month long. So our first um, Talk Saves Lives this coming Thursday is going to be the firearms module. And I was looking at the registration list yesterday and I saw a lot of first responders, law enforcement, some military people that had signed up. Um, we're also gonna be doing one in Spanish later on this month. <clears throat> um, our general one is actually gonna happen on World Suicide Prevention Day, which is the 10th. And then we're also doing an LGBTQ module this month as well. And so those will, will, will they all be kind of similar, just uh, focused more on whatever the topic is, or will they be distinctly different? Um, no, they're all our standard Talk Saves Lives presentation with probably five or six slides geared towards whatever module that is. And, and so how can people uh, find out more about participating in those and register for these ones that are coming up in September or also future events? Yeah, they can visit our website at afsp.org slash um, Southeast Texas. Okay. So um, let's say that say that one more time. So AFP, AFSP, so that's the acronym for American mm -hmm. Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Yes. AFSP.org slash, and then it's Southeast Texas. Okay. Southeast, I'm sorry. Or, you know, you can, you can, you can Google. American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and then you can also um, you could you can give us a call at the extension office, um, and we can try to connect to you. And then um, also through the Behavioral Health and Suicide Prevention Task Force that we have here in Montgomery County. Um, so just to, to mention our number um, for Texas A&M Agri Life Extension Services. Um, 936-539-7825. And then uh, is there a number that people can call for the um, American Foundation? Um, I'm happy to give my email address out sure. and they can talk to me that way. Okay. So my email address is C at, and then it's Hazim. So H-A-Z-I-M at, and then it's AFSP.org. Okay. Thank you so much, Cammie. So we are going to talk a little bit more about some of the things. And, you know, if we're 
comfortable, maybe even just get a little bit into what a talk saves lives would sound like, maybe a mini talk saves lives. Uh, But we're going to take a little bit of a break and we will come back after this. You're listening to Lone Star Radio 104.5 and 106.1 online, uh, IRLoneStar.com. This is where we talk about uh, our people, our programs, and our partnerships with Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service. And we're really excited to have Cami Hazim with us with the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention um, to talk more about some of the things that we can do to help you know help Texans make their lives better that's kind of what we do in extension but you know definitely American Foundation for Suicide Prevention helps Texans make their lives better so we will be back right after this we have the safest food supply in the world strict laws and regulations restrict the usage of hormones antibiotics and pesticides within our food supply production agriculture practices and technologies such as the use of GMOs which is not any more or less risky than conventional crop production, has allowed American farmers to produce more food on less acres in environmentally sound ways. Find out more online at pathtoplate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make lives better. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available in Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 936- 647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out ourlonestar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions. Get seen on TV, YouTube, and heard on our podcast, FM, and Internet Radio. Support your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. What can the Better Living for Texans program do for you? You can learn how to increase your consumption of fruits and vegetables, choose foods that are relatively inexpensive and good to eat, make your food dollars last longer, prepare quick, nutritious meals, help your children learn how to eat healthier snacks, and much more. Our program is committed to helping people like you improve your health through providing research-based nutrition education in a friendly, cost-free, and relaxed environment. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Welcome back. This is the Extension Hour. I'm Amy Ressler, County Extension Agent, Family and Community Health. And um, we are doing things a little bit differently today because this is, um, you know, this is 2020 and we're learning new things, doing new things. So this is, um, we're here every Friday, 1 to 2 p.m. And um, also, so our shows are recorded. People can go back and watch them. And this is one that I would suggest um, that people watch. And, you know, maybe it's something that you're not re- ready to um, listen to now, but um, there are, in, you know, in the future, you never know when something like this is going to come up. And what I'm referring to is our guest today is Kami Hazim. Um, she's with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And today we're we're talking about um, the work that she does and the importance of suicide prevention. Um, Cami has shared with us some really great um, 
suggestions or, and um, things about uh, warning signs for, um, well, we're going to actually talk more about warning signs, so risk for uh, suicide and um, just kind of the way that people talk about suicide. And um, one of the things that you do is talk saves lives, and it's all based on the importance of just, you know, addressing the, the issue, talking through. Um, so Cammie's going to share with us now some uh, things that she does in, in the Talk Saves Lives presentations that she uh, presents. And so one of them is, you know, suicide warning signs. So Cammie, tell us a little bit about things. What is it that we we're looking for? Thank you. And, um, you know, for those that can see the screen, they see that we've got these three little kind of emoji looking things that say talk, behavior, and mood. Um, when we think warning signs, you know, I want you all to think talk, behavior, mood. I was listening to this presentation a couple years ago, and the presenter said, you know, hey, how many of you guys learned stop, drop, and roll in elementary school? And everybody raised their hand, you know. <laughs> Raise your hand if you've ever been on fire and had to use stop, drop, and roll. And, you know, everybody laughed and no one raised their hands. And, you know, he said, you know, the chances in your lifetime that you are going to know or need to know these suicide warning signs, you know, it, are very likely. So I want you to think of this as kind of AFSP's stop, drop, and roll, but it's talk, behavior, and mood. And, you know, we'll dive in a little bit deeper. So the talk, the things that we want to be listening for, things like ending their life, having no reason to live, being a burden to others, feeling trapped, this unbearable pain. Um, those are all things that we want to pay attention to. I would also add to this list, you know, these can be said in a joking or serious way. You know, so if you are having, you know, drinks or dinner with a friend and, you know, they casually mention like, oh my God, my family would be just so much better without me. Definitely take that as a red flag um, and, and take note of that. A little bit about the behavior. Um, that's going to be increased use of alcohol or drugs, issues with sleep, acting recklessly, withdrawing from activities, isolating from family and friends. You know, maybe that's looking for a way to kill themselves giving away possessions, um, you know, this could be something like, you know, maybe, you know, a neighbor that you've known really well that's never had an interest in firearms, but suddenly, you know, they're asking, you know, if you know where they could purchase the firearm or what stores sell firearms, you know, things like that, you know, we want to, to be aware of. Um, Another bullet point under this is, you know, if you, you know, if someone you love is showing that talk, if they're exhibiting this behavior, and then all of a sudden they seem fine and they seem like lighter and happy, that's something else that we want to pay attention to because that might mean that they have a plan to end their pain. Um, so we want to take that under consideration as well. Um, so for our mood, we want to look at things like depression, apathy, rage, irritability, impulsivity, humiliation, anxiety. You know, often with suicide, um, we most commonly see depression, but it, it could be any one of these things. Um, one of my favorite slides in our Talk Save Slides um, presentation is this trust your gut slide. I want you all to assume that you are the only one that's going to reach out. Um, you know, so many times, 
you know, just in your day-to-day kind of think back when you kind of had a gut feeling or maybe a premonition that something wasn't right. Um, I want you all to, to think about that, you know, if you are, you know, with a coworker or a loved one that's showing any of those talk behavior, you know, if you are feeling that something is a little bit off or wrong, um, it probably is. So we really encourage you all to trust your gut. Um, so how to reach out? You know, I get this question a lot. You know, I'm worried about my coworker or my niece. What do I say? What do I do? Um, of course, we really want to talk to them in private. We really want to listen to what they're saying. Um, you know, so often, and I'm as guilty as anyone for doing this, is, um, you know, someone calls you a friend or a coworker or a spouse calls you to vent or, you know, is venting about something that happened at work, at school, in their personal life. And so often we want to fix it. You know, well, did you try this? Have you done this? Google that. You know, at a time like this, this is not um, the place to do that. We really just want to be a good listener. Um, like my first graders teacher says, ears open, mouth closed um, in a situation like that. Um, you know, express the concern and caring. And, you know, probably most people are surprised when we deliver this presentation that we encourage you all to ask directly about suicidal thoughts. So are you thinking about ending your life? Are you considering suicide? Um, it's a myth that if you ask that, you're going to put something in someone's head. Um, you know, on the contrary, they'll probably be really relieved that someone said something. They might be able to get some help. And then, of course, we really want to encourage them to seek mental health services. Um, some things that we want to avoid is, you know, avoiding minimizing their feelings. Avoid trying to convince them that life is worth and avoid that advice to fix it. Uh, I remember one time I was actually in the woodlands giving this presentation and a guy stood up when we put this slide up and he said, you know, this doesn't make sense to me. If my kid came to me and expressed he was feeling this way, the first thing I would do, my instinct would be to say, you know, are you crazy? You've got, you know, a family that loves you. We've got a great house. You've got a, you know, you play sports on a, on a winning team. You know, why would you be thinking this? And, you know, think back to what we said in the first segment, that suicide is a health issue. Um, you know, if I was in studio now with Amy and we were having this conversation, all of a sudden I kind of clutched my chest and I was falling out of my chair to the ground. You know, that wouldn't be the time that Amy would say, hey, Cammie, you should really think about, you know, changing your diet and getting a better exercise routine. Right. Well, Amy would call 911 because that's a crisis situation. Um, so if you're worried about someone, if they're showing that talk, the behavior, the mood, um, we want to treat that just like we would a heart attack or something. Um, so if we think that they might make an attempt soon, of course, we want to try to stay with them if we can. We want to help them secure or remove any kind of lethal means, and we want to escort them to mental health services. Of course, if any of this puts your life in danger, you know, if there's a firearm involved, anything like that, of course, we want to call the police for help. Um, the next two numbers that you all are going to see on your screen, we encourage everyone to get their cell phone out, take a picture of it. Um, I'm going to repeat the numbers for those people that might be driving and are listening to this. Um, the two numbers are our suicide prevention lifeline. So that's the 1-800-273-TALK. 
Um, I, I talked about this in our first segment. This will eventually change to the 988 number, um, not for another year. So, so until then, 1-800-273-TALK or our crisis text line, which is you just text the word TALK to 741-741. Um, in case you didn't get any of these numbers, you can, you know, if you need to do a quick Google search, you can you know, Google the suicide prevention lifeline or the crisis talk line, text line. Um, so these numbers um, are separate organizations. This is an AFSP that handles these lines. Um, these are also national numbers. So they are available 24 seven, 365. Um, you don't have to be the person that's in direct crisis to call or contact any of these numbers. Uh, you could be with a coworker, you could be with your daughter or your son. Um, you just might need to be in a situation where someone's come to you and you're not sure what to do next. Um, you could call or text this number. A trained counselor will come on the phone and help give you next steps. Um, so that they're able to you know, assess what's going on and give you local information that could help you. Um, of course, you know, for emergencies, we're gonna call 911 and that's it. This is kind of wraps up our talk safe lives, but this kind of gives you an idea about what the presentation is, what we're able to do. Um, and like I said before, you know, we love being out in the community, giving this presentation, sharing this life-saving information with so many people. Um, AFSP does this presentation free of charge all over the country. The money that we raise from our Out of the Darkness events and the other events we do all year round helps us um, to be able to provide this for free to our community. And I, Cammie, I like this slide. Um, like you said, it's the one that just kind of sums it up, but we can create a culture that's smart about mental health and suicide prevention. And the, the idea that it is something that we can we can talk about. Um, I think it's interesting when you were saying before, like there's some things that um, seem counterintuitive of things that you wouldn't say. So if someone's in crisis, maybe you just say, oh, every, you know, look on the bright side. And that's not always helpful. But being um, creating an environment and a culture where it's fine to say life is hard. And hey, it's OK to not be OK. And, mm -hmm. and we talk about. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. It, and it's okay to ask for help. I mean, I think that that's another thing that happens a lot in our society is that we want to um, we want to be strong and we want to put on a, a strong face and we don't want people to know that we're having problems because, you know, for a whole variety of reasons that we could list. But, um, you know, it is okay to get help. Uh, and I mean, it's just, you know, I think that we all, um, you know, there needs to be that national action around mental health, around suicide prevention, that, um, you know, we all play a role in that. You know, every one of us, you know, if someone's having a tough time or you hear that, you know, a coworker maybe went to therapy, you know, the, the unsupportive thing would be to kind of say, oh, you know, so-and-so's in therapy, you know, I wonder what's wrong with them, where the more normalized thing would be is, you know, good for them. They're reaching out, they're getting help. You know, if I came to you, Amy, and I said, gosh, you know, I can't do the interview today. My tooth is throbbing. I couldn't sleep. Um, I'm not able to eat. You wouldn't hesitate to tell me that I should call the dentist. And hopefully we get to a, a place and, you know, in our culture that, you know, if you're not feeling well, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you need help to cope, that it's okay for someone to say, 
hey, you know, you should reach out. There's a lot of places that you can go for help. Um, it's a normal thing. The brain is a part of our body and, and we've got to take care of it in that same way. Right. And I had, uh, so one of the guests from the Behavioral Health and Suicide Prevention Task Force also talked about how, um, you know, we go to the doctor for a checkup, for a physical checkup. So it's not a bad idea to go for a mental health checkup just to kind of see how things are going. Um, and I think, you know, we've talked a little bit about the world of COVID and there's a lot of extra stress. And sometimes we're so um, caught up in responding to, you know, there's, there's so much going on and then we don't realize how much it's really affecting us and, and taking a toll on our own mental health. And we spend a lot of time helping um, to take care of other people and we don't stop and take care of ourselves um, as well. So doing a mental health checkup. And one of the things we want to talk about a little bit was, was, was self-care, taking care of yourself. Yeah, so, you know, I feel like in the last year or so, there's a lot of buzz around self-care. And, you know, if you are on social media, you see people posting about, like, bubble baths and candles and, you know, wine. And I think, you know, anybody, um, you know, for most people, that's not always a reality, you know, especially if you are caring for kids and you're, you know, trying to balance work and, you know, all the other responsibilities and kind of changes that have happened in this new COVID world that we're living in. You know, most of us, um, you know, hardly have time to, you know, drink water and kind of do the basic things. You know, when you think about, you know, if, if we're going to think about self-care as bubble baths and wine, it's probably not going to happen. Um, <laughs> ASP wants everyone to think about self-care and the things that we can control, you know, things like drinking enough water, um, things like, you know, getting up and moving. So having some exercise, you know, whether that's, you know, walking to the mailbox, taking a quick walk around the block. I mean, we're not, you know, encouraging people to sign up and do a marathon, but it's just those small little choices that you can make. Um, having, you know, a balanced diet, you know, limiting alcohol intake, um, especially now when, um, the stress of just everything is compounded. Um, something else that, you know, that's easy for us to do is to really take a moment to think about our breath. Uh, I heard one of our really great Toxic Lives presentate, um, presenters is a retired clinical psychologist, um, Dr. Ned Strauss. And when he gives our Toxic Lives presentation, he does a whole segment about breathing um, and about how important it is to take those big, deep breaths. And um, it was actually Ned that brought it to my attention. He was like, hey, next time you're stressed out, notice your breathing. You know, so I started doing that. And, you know, I can tell that, you know, your, my, my breathing gets a little more shallow. I'm taking small little breaths. Um, and that really has an impact physiologically. So you need those big breaths to move more oxygen. To, you know, so just some, something as simple as just no, noticing your make a big difference. And when we talk about adults and self-care, so taking care of yourself, um, you know, e even being a mature adult who is making your own decisions and that kind of thing, um, it can be a struggle to remember to, remember to do those or um, to give yourself permission to do those. That's, that's part of it too. Um, but then I'm also thinking about there are some special circumstances um, with our youth and 
um, suicide prevention is one of those things that we want to make sure that we're also addressing with youth who maybe don't have those same, um, aren't, aren't, so the brain development, we can talk a lot about the, the difference between brain development and, and young people land where they're at. So when we're talking about suicide prevention with youth, are there um, special things that we consider, um, particularly with things like Talk to Saves Lives? Yeah, so I think that the biggest thing, and like I said, I feel like we could talk, you know, <laughs> the rest of the day about how, how this relates um, to youth. You know, one that that I forgot to mention at the first of the show is that um, as of now, suicide is the second leading cause of death for young people ages 10 to 34. Mm. Again, the second leading cause of death for young people ages 10, one zero to 34. Uh, last year when the CDC announced those numbers, um, the ages were 15 to 34. Um, so just in a really short time, we've made that jump from 15 years old to now 10 years old. Um, so I think that, you know, if you're a parent of young children, um, you absolutely need to be aware of, um, of so much of this because it's so important, you know, things like, you know, teaching kids resiliency. Um, I was actually, and I, I think about this all the time, and I think, Amy, you were at that first behavioral um, task meeting that Judge Mack did um, back in 2019 in April where like 500 people came. Mm -hmm. He had a, um, a psychologist in the woodlands, a child psychologist in the woodlands, you know, stand up and he kind of talked and he asked this audience of 500 people, you know, raise your hand if life has ever punched you in the face. And I remember that, you know, and I look around and, you know, all 500 of us are raising our hands. Um, because at some point life has punched you in the face. And he said words that I think all the time, you know, as, as a parent of two small girls, he said, if your kids don't know how to deal with life when it punches them in the face, you're going to have issues. Um, so, you know, I think about that. I try to, you know, repeat that message, you know, when talking to parents, especially, you know, when we've got parents in the audience of Talk Saves Lives and they say, well, what can I do? How do I teach resiliency? It's that, you know, you're going to fall down, but you have to get back up. Um, I know that the schools, I know Conroe ISD is doing a great job, um, especially with, the, you know, starting in elementary school, starting with kindergartners, teaching um, that social emotional connection and how important that is, you know, even for them to notice their breath and ways that they can calm down and teaching those strategies. Um, of course, you know, now in the COVID age, you know, so many of us have our news on and, you know, little kids kind of absorb that. They might not understand what's being said, but they're able to absorb that. And, you know, I've got a three-year-old, the other, you know, and I turned the news off in July, you know, like we can't fit, I, I can't do it for me, you know, for them. They were just asking a lot of questions, you know, um, and I didn't want to overload them. So what we try to say is, you know, we don't want to overload, you know, especially younger kids with all the COVID stuff going on. You know, our job is really to provide that extra reassurance, um, you know, to find activities, um, you know, that can connect them. You know, so many of them are, are still in virtual school now. So finding that opportunity so that they can still have social interaction with people and family. Um, 
you know, for a lot of young people, think teens and tweens, you know, they don't have that life experience yet that shows them that this is just a temporary thing. You know, they might be struggling with, you know, not being able to go to high school and thinking this is like a forever thing. You know, as adults, we know this is a temporary thing. Um, so just really letting them know that, um, you know, this this too shall pass. Right. And so do you have suggestions for parents who might be struggling themselves and also dealing with young children? So they don't... Um, you know, they want to take care of themselves and they want to make sure that their mental health is good and then provide a good example for the kids. And I think sometimes that's where some of the conflicts can come in for parents. Like, I'm trying to be strong and put on that strong face. Um, so, you know, what kinds of things do you tell parents that are experiencing that situation? They're smart and they pick up on things. I read a really great article this morning. You know, I'm currently struggling with homeschooling and trying to work and do this work that we do every day and, you know, make sure they're on task. And I read this really great article and it said, you know, they, you know, kids are smart and they pick up. And if you're stressed about something, let's say homeschool or COVID, you know, they're going to pick up and they're going to be stressed too. Um, so we just have to show them that, hey, you know, this is a challenging situation. This is a perfect example of life punching all of us in the face, you know, this global pandemic, um, just, I mean, you can't watch the news now and not feel overwhelmed. Um, I just don't think it's possible. So just really showing them like, this is, you know, we're in a challenging situation, but we're gonna overcome this. And, you know, here are some things that we can all do so that we can stay healthy, you know, having your water, you know, drinking enough water and making sure that, you know, the kids get enough sleep at night. You know, I've got teenage nieces and nephews, and when I talk to them, I always ask, what time did you go to bed last night? Oh, 2 a.m., 3 a.m. And I'm like, what were you doing? Texting, on Instagram, you know, and, you know, you mentioned this earlier. They're growing, they're developing. You know, kids need that sleep. Um, we all need that sleep. And, you know, if we want to set our kids up for success. So the things that we can control, because, you know, we can't control COVID or everything that's going on side, but, you know, making sure they're hydrated, making sure they get a break from social media, from computers, um, having that balanced diet, getting the sleep. Those are all things that um, they we can do for ourselves. They'll see us doing that. And, you know, we can encourage them to do the same. Yeah. So remind us one more time, what is the stop, drop, and roll for suicide prevention? It's going to be talk, behavior, and Talk, behavior, and mood. And those are the things that we want to look for. Um, and then other places that we can find more information. Let's talk about that one, one more time. Just to, so uh, the, the yeah, crisis sure. lifeline. Yeah, I'm actually going to share my screen in case anybody's looking. Uh, let's see if I remember where I put it. And while, while you're doing that, I just mentioned the Behavioral Health and Suicide Prevention Task Force is working on... Um, creating some um, um, resources for people. And so there, there's a website that's working on um, uh, being developed and that will have a list of resources that people can also address. And definitely this is going to be on there. Um, but that will be communityhelp.org. So community, H-E-L-P, help.org. Um, and then we've got some 
uh, here you've got crisis hotline. You want to talk about that a little bit? So um, I know I get a, I gave a lot of websites and a, re- a long a lot of really long ones. Maybe mm-hmm. the easiest one for everyone to remember is just afsp.org. And if you go there, it can you know it'll automatically take you to our Southeast Texas chapter, and that's where you can find all the different resources and things we talked about today. Um, the crisis number and the text line number will be on there. Um, the page that you all are actually looking at is our mental health and COVID nineteen page. Uh, that we developed in the spring. And there's a lot of great advice and guidance on there for parents, um, you know, really for anyone. There's a lot of social media shareables there. We've got resources and programs. We also have this available in Spanish as well. Um, You know, lots of great messages from our AFSP leaders, um, you know, about taking care of yourself, you know, in the middle of all the uncertainty, uncertainty that we're feeling. Um, there's workplace resources, there's information about our Top Safe Lives programs, all the different programs we provide um, are available there. Um, you can also, uh, you'll get connected there to our Southeast Texas chapter page and you'll be able to um, join us this fall as we have our out of the darkness experience. Um, you know, we know that we won't be able to gather with you know, 3,000 of our friends and family at the walk like we did last year. Um, we're gonna have a drive-in or drive-through option um, for the fall. So we, the committee is hard at work on trying to make this um, a spirited event where people can come. Um, we'll be doing our honor, our honor beads that we give out at the walk. People will be able to get their walk t-shirts. Um, you know, last year we had a lot of our community resource information tables. So, you know, if people were looking for a therapist or um, help, they could visit a table. We're going to have to consolidate that and probably give everybody a community resource bag. Um, But our committee is hard at work trying to make that um, a joyful event. Um, We heard from so many people when we were talking about, you know, should this be virtual? You know, should we try to do an in-person thing? And we just heard from so many people that, you know, they really look forward to our event every year. Um, They look forward to seeing people, and especially this year. So we're trying to do that in a safe way um, that can still bring hope to our community. Great. So so many great resources. Again, that's Out of the Darkness event. Um, Do you have a date for that? It's going to be November 7th. Okay. um, A big thank you to Howard Hughes, which is letting us use their parking lots. I believe it used to be the ice skating rink uh, right in the woodlands, so that's where So that's November 7th, and then again on November 12th will be the uh, Community Help Expo, which will happen um, at the Lone Star Convention Center in Conroe, as well as um, streaming. So we're working through those. And um, you can find out more information. Again, you can come back and listen to this show at at any point. Um, It it is available on the Lone Star page, and then also our um, Texas A&M extension Montgomery County YouTube page, as well as a few other places. Um, but Kami, thank you so much for being here today and sharing with us, um, you know, really important information. And I also like what you said too. So this is a really serious, it's a very serious um, topic, but you know, you s- talked about making this a joyful event and, and you know, celebrating life and being joyful about life um, can be one of those great suicide prevention tactics that we use um, for all of us and, and just, um, helping each other through the the hard times. 
So thank you so much for being here today. I got to wrap it up because uh, we got uh, other things to do, but we will be back um, next week with, and we'll have other shows um, related to um, suicide prevention and behavioral health and Suicide Prevention Task Force and um, other um, wonderful uh, resources that we have in the community. And I'm just really glad that we have you and the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, Cami. So thank you so much, Cami Hazim, um, C-H-A-Z-I-M at AFSP.org. If you want to get a hold of Cami, if you want to talk saves lives, talk with your group, she's available to do that. Um, you can also um, contact us at the Extension Office, 936 539 7825. And this is the Extension Hour. We're here on Fridays, 1 to 2 p.m. We'll be back um, soon. And thank you so much for listening, where we highlight our people, our programs, and our partnerships. And we'll be back. Thanks so much. Today's show was recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and all rights and ownership are reserved to Lone Star Community Radio. For more information regarding this program and Lone Star Community Radio, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station, serving the community with local programming on TV, radio, and online. If you enjoyed today's program, please support us by sponsorship or starting your own show. Contact us today by phone or text at 936-666-1084 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.